We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This hour is being brought to you by Cars for Kids. Call 1-877-CARS with a K, the number four, kids. The Bernstein and Holmes Show. Middays 10 a.m. till 2 on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Lawrence Holmes, Layla Rahimi. How about this from our Chris Emma? Emma? Emma. Reporting on Pete Thamel, a VSPN longtime college reporter. Okay. Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren is considered a top candidate to become the Bears' next president and CEO. Wow. Yeah. Kevin Warren, who just conquered the country coast yeah. to coast and made everyone under the Big Ten umbrella. Under my umbrella. Matt Bowen. That's a very interesting move. Right now, obviously, if you're building a franchise, you want the best leader, the best people in the building. And I think that's probably a goal they're looking at here with Kevin Warren, given what he's accomplished. Paul Charchian. What do you know about Kevin Warren? I know a lot, and I love Kevin and just stop the search. This is it. You can't possibly do better than Kevin Warren. Bernstein and Holmes, your midday destination for Chicago sports talk. When I talk about raising your standards and you hear me say good to great all the time, whether that's expecting more out of your respective team who doesn't just want to get to the playoffs, you want them to win more than just getting to the playoffs or what have you, this is that. This is a aim high, good to great type of big swing. And I applaud the Bears for putting this out there in a way that is constructive having us talk about it, and now it's our job to have that standard. On Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Welcome into your weekend. It's the Bernstein and Home Show. Lawrence and Layla hanging out here with you until 2 o'clock. We are going to spend some time talking a little bit more. I, I loved that transition with Haw and Weederer, like being able. I always dig when, I mean, I guess technically I kind of was on the beat with both of them. Um, with David on the front end, and then at the end when I was just kind of hanging out, when Weederer and Campbell and all those boys started to come in, Fishbane started to take over the beat, and they've all done a great job with it. I love to be able to reconnoiter with people who are smart and work in some of the same circles that I do when it comes to sources to, to try to figure some of this stuff out. And that was that. that to me is like, the apotheosis of sports talk like that segment is what it should sound like in my opinion we're so, also going to do some other stuff later hang that's it complete, in the loo that's completely antithetical to what i just said and it's also sports talk like you know talking about weird things that happened in the score in 2022 and let's let's get a little weird score today we have not done a very good job yahawing during Yaha Week. Well, let me ask you this, Layla Rahimi. We've had too much news and things. And I mean, we're going to get to the Kevin Warren thing in the next segment, but Raid said something. You had just like picked up your headphones and headed in here. And Ray was like, why don't we talk about Dan? <laughs> like, and how drunk he's going to be when he gets back here. Dan Mexico. Dan Mexico. I, I hope he's having a good time because that's the thing with Dan. Like, you just want him to have fun 
Yeah, he actually took time off, which is the first shocking development. Yeah. And then the second one was he was looking forward to the trip. He didn't even have the typical Dan anxiety about it, the anxiety. And that was a bit of a shock. Well, I and, think that's partially because he wasn't paying for it. But but Dan usually has some sort of like doomsday scenario already cooked up. And there was none of that. He was actually looking forward to Sunday because it was Jason's birthday. And everybody seemed to be excited about this trip. So I'm guessing Dan anxiety free might be a different person. Well, I was I was saying to Layla how drunk Dan is really interesting. Because in bourbon, unlike unlike drunk me who just thinks I'm interesting. I don't know if I've ever been around drunk you sober me. I mean, me. I mean, we did have that kind of boozy brunch a few months ago where I mean, I have video of you like rapping and stuff. I was sober because I had to go to work. Oh, that's right. You were sober. I drank coffee. I was boozy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. I have enough trouble talking sober. The last thing I'm going to do is try to imbibe that before work. No. No. I just know that when Dan, like he he will do a raid. When we were in Bourbon A, like when Dan and Terry would do shows, I'd be covering the Bears. It became a thing because Goff would come down. Maddie would come down. Because someone had to go on the golf cart and go get the guests and stuff. And then you, Alex Brown would be working the door at one of the bars. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm serious. What? Vito's. I don't know if it's still Vito's in Bourbon A, but you'd roll up to Vito's and Alex would be at the door checking Alex, IDs. Alex Brown. Yeah. He'd be sitting outside, just why hanging is, out. Why is he the best? He's pretty awesome. And he'd be like checking IDs. I love that we were having a casual conversation about Alex and Lance, forgetting that they will possess opposing players' souls. And we're like, yeah, you know, Alex and Lance love to dress in costumes. <laughs> like we right. just talk about like there's these two, like, you know, like your cousins who you like. I mean, you have to remember there's a there's a uh, We a, love them. There's a gif of like when we were doing promo stuff for the football after show. Yes. It's it's me I and love Alex those shoots. And and it's we're reacting to an excited play, and Alex like grabs me and shakes me, and then you're like, "Oh yeah, that's right. These are really strong adults that can just move you around." It'd be the same thing like when Doug Buffon would be in the hallways here at the score, and he'd be excited to see you, and and you get a hug or a slap on the back, and then you go flying because sometimes those guys don't know how strong they are. Sometimes they know exactly how strong they are. Yes, they both of those guys do like to do the costume thing. But Alex would be out in front of Vito's checking IDs. What if some stupid, overconfident college kid was like trying to challenge Alex Brown on getting into the bar? Well, the beautiful thing about Bourbonnet. I it, wish I could have seen that happen. And I do miss this about Bourbonnet, the Bourbonnet experience. I understand why the Bears brought training camp back to, to their own premises, but the people there were all in on it being Bears Town for six weeks. Mm -hmm. I think they were all in on it. Isn't it on the water tower? I don't know if it's still there, but it was. So it's like a, it's like, it was a big deal. So there was never really any of that. Plus, if Alex stands up off the stool, you know what I mean? I'd pay good money to see an overconfident dude thinking he can get past Alex Brown at a bar. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm over at Donlin's with Olin. That was always fun. And playing bags with Patrick Manley. Enforcers who, everywhere. Yeah. 
Yeah, I always enjoyed like Olin at Donlin's because you, you would always get the truth from Olin, but you get like the truth, truth about things that you had done and how you had covered the team. And he's like, hey, the, you were right about this. You're completely wrong about this. And this is why you bleep. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that too. But here's the problem. Give me information that's admissible in a court of law. Hey, I, I always look forward to seeing guys away from the locker room because they're they would always be more interesting. Always. And then you could kind of find out if they liked you or not. Never saw Lovey at the bar because he didn't drink. See Lovey in other places though. Like at the Chick-fil-A in Charlotte. Chick-fil-A is a it's it's a party spot for a lot of people. The not, nuggets are undeniable. It's not the Waffle House, though. Well, they got Avengers, apparently, at the Waffle House. Have you seen Waffle House Wendy? Oh, my gosh. That video is wild. How did she use the force to just redirect a chair flying at her? She, she caught that chair like she was Captain Marvel. I mean, she didn't even Ray, break you, eye contact. Ray, have you seen it? I have not seen this. This woman Mike doesn't even it? break eye contact. All right. You guys, during the break, go on Twitter and look up Waffle House Wendy. Cause I'm telling you, she like everyone thought that she was gonna be the soft touch in, in the fights that often break out in the Waffle House. Someone threw a chair at this lady and she caught it with one hand and discarded it. She she caught this chair. Yeah. Like there's a with difference. One between, hand. There's a difference between catch these hands, catch this hand. She caught catch a this chair, chair and discarded it. And didn't even break like her the direction of her eyes. Hey, I'm telling her eyes you, didn't stay like her eyes stayed on the opposite read on the field. That right there, if you run into that, like let's say you mad, like you big mad, you big mad enough to throw a chair and someone catches it and discards it, you should probably just leave at that point. Like there's no reason to keep going with that. You just leave. If that logic were employed, they wouldn't be in that situation to begin with. I agree. But that would be even for someone like me, and I I can go to zero to sixty pretty quick. I'd be like, yeah, back to zero because uh, that's apparently an adventure. Ray, have you found it yet? We're looking at this thing now. We haven't seen the chair yet, but this is wild. Yeah, Waffle House in itself this is, is a crazy. fight behind the counter. It's all sorts of stuff. We're Where gonna, was this Waffle House? It doesn't matter. This one says it's Texas. Well, there, there might go. be multiple Waffle House fights on our hands here. I'm just telling you, when you see <laughs> this woman, given day. you see this woman catch this chair and discard it. Like it, it looks as if Ang Lee like shot a movie because she looks like a straight up superhero. When we come back, we're going to talk about Kevin Warren and the possibility of him being the Bears president. Caitlin Sharkey of Channel Nine is going to join us around 10:45. Stick around. It's Bernstein and Holmes, Lawrence and Layla here with you until two. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bernstein at Holmes, middays 10 to 2. On Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. This is a guy that's had great success wherever he's been. 
and he's got a, so many ties. You kind of check a ton of boxes here, beginning with the fact he was an agent in the NFL for a time. There was a connection to the Bears with Chris Zorich, which I had no recollection, back in, what, 1992. So there is a relationship there, it appears, of some sort, kind of get this thing rolling in the right direction. And then you look at over the course of his career, 21 years in the National Football League, had a hand in getting the stadium going at U.S. Bank Stadium, which is one of my favorites in the league right now, of course, at the Big Ten. That's a, quite the resume. Jeff Joniak on Mully and Haw talking about Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten, who is a candidate to be the CEO of the Bears, to run the business side of your Chicago Bears. It's been an interesting 24 hours since this story broke and we've been talking about it. And now other candidates have emerged and maybe the, the Bears, Layla, are a little closer to coming to a conclusion on this. That's what I got from it when we saw the notes that were sent in statements regarding the process. And then other names started to come forth after Pete Thamel reported Kevin Warren's name was out there. Like Colin Faulkner, who he mentioned, who's the vice president of business operations to Crane Kenny at the Cubs. So I want to see who else's names get put out there in this because... If this news is starting to get out there in this way, that I think that really does mean what we thought it did from the very beginning. These are test balloons. We're trying to figure out who's interested, why they would be interested in some cases, and also just what direction the Bears have for what they're trying to do as a business right now. I also think that as we try to contemplate like which job is better, that it might not be like the, a, like a dollars and cents cost-benefit analysis. You might like, like if, if you're Kevin Warren, instead of dealing with 14 head coaches, 14 provosts, 14 university presidents, and the fan bases of all of those places, you're dealing with one owner, one general manager, and one team. Multiple projects, if you're going to take over the Bears, especially at this point in time. But that's what you're, you're dealing with. I, I was thinking about it like on the drive home, like which one of these jobs would I want? And the point that Dan Weederer made was a really important one. There is an addictive nature to being in and or around the NFL. And I could understand why someone would go, yeah, like this, this, I think if your goal is to be, whether it's commissioner of the NFL or an NFL owner, I think this gets you in a better seat to do that than even being the commissioner of the Big Ten, which is the most lucrative league in college sports right now. Or maybe the Bears went to him. And maybe whoever put this out there, even to Pete Thamel, even though college is his his bread and butter, maybe somebody with the Bears wants the pressure to be put on Warren to come here. Right. I, I've been I've been trying to think about it. Like, or somebody wants Warren out of the Big Ten. That could be it. Like there's so many different angles that you can look at this from and go, who's exerting pressure how? Like if you're with the Pac twelve and you heard that, would you want that out there? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe you would. If you're a Pac twelve, you're probably trying to get out of there anyway. 
I'm not trying to say that there's enemies and warring factions. I, mean, I am trying to look at it from opposite directions. I mean, Pac-12 has been a disaster because of what Larry Scott did when he was commissioner, and they're still trying to dig out of that. Because they completely screwed up their television deal. They fumbled the bag. Very much so. And Kevin Warren and his predecessor, Jim Delaney, they they picked up every possible bag that you could get. They secure the bag. They're all about securing it. Brad Biggs was on with Mully and Haw on the Mully and Haw show, and he was talking about how it could work if Kevin Warren was going to be the CEO of the Bears. One of the big uh, questions to begin with is, will the structure that George McCaskey established this past year remain in place? They sort of redrew the uh, hierarchy, the, you know, who reports to who, and the general manager uh, reports directly to George McCaskey right now. Ryan Poles goes straight to George. Previously, that was under the purview of the team president, Ted Phillips. If the new president, Kevin Warren, or whoever it could be, uh, comes in and there is a similar uh, setup for the operation, if the belief is that the team president's probably going to be uh, pretty busy trying to uh, get a new stadium built to fix the problematic stadium that the team opened less than 20 years ago, maybe they keep that uh, order in place. And in that situation, you've got a team president. They've got a lot to do, a lot of important stuff. I'm not sure they'll have a lot to do with the stuff that actually happens on the football field. All right. All right. So that that's Brad Biggs' thoughts on it. And it's a very interesting question of does the structure change from everything I've heard about Kevin Warren I would venture to guess that if he were given this job, he would probably make some changes that people would be uncomfortable with. Yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't I wouldn't just hold and just say that, you know, George has set forth the structure and then where where Ryan Poles is reporting to him, I would tell Ryan Poles to expect to report to Kevin Warren. Man, I don't know though. Here we were clamoring for this separation for how many years? And then we see it happen, and now we're like, oh, but But, somebody else could be in charge. But part of the reason that we were clamoring for it with Ted is because Ted is not a football person. Correct. And frankly, the CEO's record absolutely comes into question since he was put in that role. That's why. The idea, and I, you know, I've I've defended Ted. Even yesterday we were talking about it. I do think it's interesting. Like, if you spend, how long does someone have to work in a new job before they are respected as being integral to that particular job? Like, for example, how long do you have to do radio before people see you as a radio personality? I don't know, because that just depends on who you ask. To me, like, there are people who didn't, who don't know that I spent. 2015 to 2021 in this town so and claim to be sports fans yeah so i'm I mean, looking forward to when your I first was, bears monday on monday exactly when i was sideline reporting and, and hosting pre and post game shows for multiple teams so i don't know i mean i don't i think in this case it just comes down to resume and how willing a family business is to adapt it's just that if you're around something for 25 years Aren't you at some point, aren't you more than an accountant 
Absolutely, because they've trusted you to be more than that. And you've been at NFL meetings and you've... It's just like we kind of pejoratively like, well, he's just an accountant. But no, after a quarter century of working in an industry, isn't one, it can't one be considered an expert on that industry by then. Oh, yeah. But here's the other thing is that when asked about football matters, Ted would speak up to reporters and tell you his opinion on the football team. And people hated that. Because well, they felt like he didn't have the bona fides to speak on football matters. Or the proof of performance. Right. That's the if, if this is a team that is a perennial playoff contender and you don't question their decisions and they hire executives who actually have executive experience in the position that they're hiring for and so on and so forth at coaching level in the ranks, then maybe you have a different opinion. I agree. You want to talk about this week's game? The Lions? Yeah. Sure. Sharks in the building. Well, not in the building. I mean, she's in that building, but not this building. I can see the building. What's that quote? It's like, I don't know about the thing, but it's my thing. Like, what is it? It's not my show, but I'm on that show. No, there's another one. It involves Trustman or something. I heard about that. I haven't heard any of that. I didn't hear all of it. I heard a lot about most of it, but what I did hear, I did not hear any of that. I really got to memorize that. I really hate that Mike Rankin had that loaded and ready to go. Because he knew exactly what I was thinking. I love ball. That too, I do. We do all love ball. Well, don't lie. Caitlin Sharkey of WGN Channel 9 is going to join us to preview Bears-Lions and hang out with us next here on The Score. You know, go Bears. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Bears have a bunch set left, breaking off to the near side. Chase Claypool. Trade away a, a top second round pick, very valuable. You know, I smile because uh, I know it was a great trade for the organization. And uh, right now, you know, however that may look, uh, I don't want to get roasted for saying uh, something too soon like I have before. But I'm very confident that uh, the fans, organization, team will be happy. We are a Rhythm Nation here on Bernstein and Holmes. Lawrence and Layla here with you until 2 o'clock. The Bears have a game against the Lions in Detroit on Sunday at noon. By the way, after the game, you wanted to go on over to NBC Sports Chicago. You might recognize the guy hosting the show. Pat Manley is going to guilt you so bad. Why? Because he's part of the postgame show here. Oh, but that, we always did that. Like, I, there's room for, there's bandwidth for everyone. I agree with that. That you can watch the show on NBC Sports Chicago. You can listen to what's going on on the score. And then you, after after that, you can watch Sports Sunday on NBC5 with Mike Berman and me and Wani. And on Saturdays, Channel 9, they, they do a bear show as well. So, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff where you can get all your information. I love that you call them Channel 9. What should I call them? I, ca- I always say Channel 5 because that's where I work. But I always, because I grew up with them as WGN, I always just call them WGN. Well, I mean, I'm a kid that still remembers 257-911-32-44-50-66. What was that? Those were just the channels that you turned. The VHF and the UHF channels here in Chicago. Oh, yeah. You, Caitlin- know, what I, you know what I used to always say? What? 
the higher the number of your station, the smaller market you're probably in. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Samurai Sunday on, on Channel 66 back in the day, outstanding. But I was I didn't want to work for like CBS 59. Yeah, I was like, oh, I need to make more money. <laughs> Just like Caitlin Sharkey, who is making alls the money. <laughs> And she joins us now. You get that life, Caitlin. On the Cirque Resort and Casino Hotline. Cirque Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, some of the world's largest sports book. Hey. Hi, guys. So good to talk to you both. It's good to talk to you, too. Thanks for joining us. I'm I'm curious, what's what's the last 24 hours been like covering the Bears with all this scuttlebutt going on about maybe them hiring a CEO? I mean, there's a lot of talk amongst all of us in media and things like that. But as far as the workings of Hallis Hall and the the rest of the the front office and coaches and players, not much has been said. So we're just kind of, uh, they're deep in Lions prep right now. But yeah, there's been a lot of discussion because I feel like everyone can feel the wheels are turning and so much is changing and so much is ahead for this organization. And that would be a huge, huge move for the Bears and for Kevin. So we'll see what happens. I feel like you could say that about any week because that's just Matt Eberflus. Like Matt Eberflus, I feel like would be the same coach if a nuclear war had broken out down the street because he's focusing on his job and that's what he does. That's appreciated when you need consistency. What has been your impression of him after covering him almost an entire season so far? I do appreciate his consistency. I appreciate his gamemanship. I appreciate him focusing every week on the opponent at hand. He never looks ahead. He never reflects. He hasn't reflected at all so far this season. And I appreciate he just the culture that he's put in place. Because, listen, at this point in the season, when we're standing in there in the locker room and we're trying to do interviews and we're trying to do stories and write stories and find those talking points you think to yourself, okay, um, what are we going to talk about? Everyone's still in a good mood. He's created such a culture, and I think everyone's still excited to play for him. They appreciate where the organization is going, and he keeps them focused. So I have to say he carries himself um, with a certain standard, and we we talked about the hits principles at nauseum at the beginning of the season. We still talk about him now, but I think that's an important part of who he is as a coach. And uh, his even keelness is felt down through the entire team and I I appreciate that I enjoy it Shark watching this transformation that's happened with Justin Fields where if we go back to that game against Washington everything just looked horrible and then seeing him go on a run both figuratively and literally what's it been like to to experience this up close talk with the people around and and getting to the point where it looks like the Bears may have found their quarterback and I think it's, it's been fun to watch Justin obviously grow in that offense and kind of find his stride and find an offense in the scheme that works best for his skill set. And I think when he's found that, you can see his whole energy change and his confidence change. Yes, he's not happy with every outcome of these games, obviously, because they're losing. But I think he understands what direction he's going in as a quarterback. And I think he's understanding all of the things that come along with being an NFL quarterback, be in the face of a franchise. And he's been a little bit more open with us, a little bit more honest in the last couple of weeks. And I, and I appreciate that because I think he's been through a lot. He's been through a lot already in his short career. And he said he, he feels like he's been through a lot, but it's also taught him a lot um, in terms of how to manage a team, how to be that quarterback, how to be the leader in the locker room when things aren't going well, because it's easy to lead a team and it's easy to, be, to receive all the praise and all the things like that. But he's also dealt with the criticism and the, the ups and downs of 
being a quarterback for the Chicago Bears. So it's been fun to watch him kind of grow into himself. Um, and then obviously it's just fun to watch him every single week when he's on the field because you just don't know what he's going to do or what he's capable of. And I think it's a skill set that's fun to watch. I don't know that we've given the Bears coaching staff, Caitlin, enough credit for listening to Justin Fields. There was a good quote he had after the game a couple weeks ago where he was asked, do you want to rush for a thousand yards every season? And he's like, no, this is not what I want to be doing. What were your thoughts when you heard that information and how they've been able to be reflective to that and be able to uh, give him a little bit of a rest there and maybe try some more passing concepts we've seen the past couple of weeks? Yeah, I think it's important. I, I think I understood exactly where he was coming from when he said that, because at the end of the day, and he said it multiple times during the week or after games, I want to be, I don't want to be known as just a running quarterback. I want to pass. You're a quarterback for a reason. I want to throw the ball. I want to have those highlight plays. I want to be known as a good, capable passing quarterback. And I think they've understood now they got so used to just if the play falls apart or if the play call doesn't work based on all 11 on the field, as we hear from Iberflus talk about all the time, then Justin will just fix it, right? He'll scramble. Well, now defenses have figured that out. They've, they've worked to avoid that, to prevent that. And I think Justin has appreciated the fact that they it can incorporate more of the passing game. Unfortunately for him and the rest of the offense, the wide receiver room is just Every single week there is another injury. There's moving parts. I mean, when I saw Dante Pettis limping in the locker room uh, after practice Wednesday, I thought to myself, oh, no, (laughs) who's left left in that room? Who's left for Justin? Because if they want to continue to develop this passing game, and I think they've done a good job of balancing what he wants to do, but what's best for the group that's on the field. Um, But it's been tough with the way the receivers are, are dropping with injuries. Caitlin Sharkey of WGN Channel 9 joining us here as we talk about the Bears as they get ready for their game against the Lions. I'm fascinated by the Lions, and I, I'm, I'm really interested in this game because obviously the Lions need wins to, to try and make it into the playoffs. I'm surprised that they were able to rally and put themselves in this position. What have the Bears said about the Lions? They know that the Lions are play, still have things to play for, and I think that atmosphere in itself, that atmosphere at Ford Field on Sunday, is also something that the Bears players and coaches want their team to experience because these are a lot of young players who haven't been part of these type of games, and that's going to be another teaching lesson. But when it comes to the Lions, we know how streaky they can be, but I feel like there's opportunities for the Bears to kind of attack their weaknesses. Obviously, if they can run the football, we saw what Carolina did uh, on the ground against the Lions last week. I think those opportunities are good. If the takeaways continue for this young Bears secondary, they can capitalize on that. The Lions don't give the ball away a lot. They think they only have 15 turnovers this season, so they're really good at taking care of the football. But they're also, I don't know, I hate to say it, and it's not disrespectful to the Lions, but they're the Lions. I don't know. They just find a way sometimes ah. to have <laughs> these mental lapses. Dan Campbell will say it himself. So I I think there's an opportunity for the Bears to kind of spoil the fun, and it's uncharted territory for this Lions team because they have an opportunity to kind of fight their way into the playoffs, and Bears are playing with house money. What do you think of what Chase Claypool had to say yesterday, given how much uh, pressure he knows is on him, and him just acknowledging the trade and knowing exactly what the sentiment seems to be out of a lot of fans who are, I wouldn't say anybody's worried yet, but just know what the price is of making that deal. Yeah, I think he understands. I think he understands he's in an unfortunate situation right now. This is not how he thought it would play out, obviously getting injured and things like that. He's hopeful he'll be able to go on Sunday. But 
I don't think anyone's counting them out yet, and I don't think it's fair to count them out. We heard so many times how hard it is for the receivers to come into this offense and pick it up as quickly, and then when you deal with injuries and you're not on the field and you can't build that chemistry with your quarterback, I think it's tough, but he's trying to remain confident, and I think that's still – there's obviously a lot of pressure anytime you're involved in a trade like that. You think to yourself, I have to go out there and be the superstar or the entire fan base is going to turn their back on me. Um, he's still, I feel like, working hard and confident in himself. But I think there is a lot that we have to see. I feel like we haven't seen anything yet out of Chase Claypool. Um, and that's just the fact of when he arrived in the season and now dealing with the injury. So hopefully he can be healthy and get out there on Sunday. Are you going to Detroit? I am. I have. I'm losing my voice. <clears throat> I'm. Out, I'm coming out tomorrow morning. Yeah, because I. I wanted to know. I was just curious, like what your your New Year's plan was, because you know that's not that's not an ideal place to spend New Year's is Detroit, but no, but but no. a good time can be had there. Yeah, I, w- I was kind of contemplating. Do I go in day of? Um, but flying Southwest that made me nervous. So <laughs> I'm now flying in Saturday and. You know, make some dinner plans. I don't usually do New Year's Eve, and I certainly don't do New Year's Eve in Detroit. But, you know, this is the final road trip of the season. Put a bow on it. It should be fun. Wait, so what are you going to do on New Year's Eve in Detroit? You could do something. I, Dan yeah, Reeder has dinner. the same discussion about this. <laughs> it seems like there yeah. could be a sports people meetup. There could be. I, there could be. I'm like, do I do I dress up? Do I dress up? Do I, I haven't done New Year's in a while, but now I feel like when I'm in another city, might as well give it a shot. Whoa, Detroit, look out for Caitlin. Look out for Shark. Shark, we appreciate oh the time. Thanks so much for joining us. <laughs> you guys are the best. Thank you. Caitlin, thank you. It's Caitlin Sharkey of WGN Channel 9. I never get to see her enough. Like, we're passing, like, our schedules don't intersect ever. I think the last time I saw her in public was the green, green tie, tie ball. ball. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice to see her then. And Cassie Carlson, too, in the whole crew. Hell yeah. But it's nice to get Caitlin on. But if people don't realize, I don't know if you've stood next to Caitlin. Like, she is an intimidating force. I would call her statuesque. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, you roll up, you, hey, hey, you better come correct. She could be like Waffle House Wendy. Catch would, that chair. I would pay good money to see Caitlin Sharkey use the force against a chair. She, she's got some uh, Avenger-type abilities. I think we just figured out her New Year's plan. What? Go to the Waffle House in Detroit? <laughs> and do the force to, to push away a chair. I don't know if there are any Waffle Houses in Detroit. Look that up, Ray. Um, I know there are Tim Hortons there, though. Go to the Tim Hortons. Get yourself some Tim Bits. It's good. Hey, uh, people, don't believe everything you read on the internet, by the way. Ball and hand guy is back to harass me because I got credit for something, so he's he's intimidated. And, What'd you get credit for? Oh, um, Jeff Agrest oh, gave yeah, me a was, nice little write-up. Yeah, it was really nice And apparently nice somewhere on the internet says I'm six feet tall. You are? I wasn't aware of this. You're like the smallest person I know. I'm not that short. You're pretty short. I'm 5'3". That's being generous. My mom is 5'1". No, it's not. It's actually my height. It's not my height on my driver's license. What's your height on your driver's license? 5'4". Be respectable. Wait a minute. Why are you 5'4 on your driver's license? For the same spirit of everybody being listed taller than they are. It's a sports thing. I know. The sports thing where in high school I was six feet apparently. Like, come on, man. No one believes that. Not even me. I didn't know you were 5'4 in your driver's license. That's a thing. It's hilarious.
But yes, um, Layla did accomplish those things that Jeff said that she did. So. Whatever. I just laugh because I'm like, what What jerk off reads an internet site that says I'm six feet tall? Maybe it's because you project bigger than you are. Maybe that's what the deal is. I'd, I'd say lean into it now. Lean with it, rock with it. No. I just... Six feet. I, I think people, these same sites also think that I'm worth like many millions of dollars. Boy, do I have some disappointing news. For How that. many millions are you worth? I don't know. Uh, zero millions? Is this like Sarah Point. Spain's husband being a billionaire? Must be the same idea. I mean, he is though. I just am laughing because I'm like, on what place on the internet am I six feet tall? Shout out to Brad. Brad's a good man. Um, We're going to go back to a subject that we talked about earlier this week and maybe didn't get enough time to flesh it out. And it has to do with the tribes of coverage that Justin Fields gets. So we're going to do that next here on The Score. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 